Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to today's episode of Everyday Truth. We've been camping out here for a couple episodes in Jeremiah chapter 31. Those of you that have studied the Bible know that Jeremiah chapter 31 is just one of the most famous passages in the prophets because it speaks to that time when God will fulfill the what we call the, the New Testament or the Second Covenant and do a work of grace in our hearts. And we'll talk more about that as we get there, but that's a little teaser for you. We're in verse number nine of this chapter, and I think I promised you last episode that we would talk about this little term, Ephraim is my firstborn. So remember, Ephraim was the son of one of the twin sons of Joseph. And God gave Joseph a double portion in the land of promise, probably because of all that Joseph went through and how God used him in in Egypt. But God gave Joseph that double portion represented by his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. And remember, Ephraim was the younger of the two twins. And Jacob, when he went to bless the sons of Joseph, Joseph positioned them so that Jacob's right hand would be on Manasseh and his left hand, the right, the hand of blessing would be uh, on Manasseh and the left hand would be on Ephraim. But remember, Jacob crossed his hands. So God had other plans in the blessing. God had another choice. It's interesting because Jacob, the one that did that, actually manipulated the blessing of God to try to get the blessing. Remember the the thing with Isaac and dressing up like Esau, that whole thing. The point here is this, that God, for his purposes, named Ephraim, the younger child, as the firstborn. So when you read the term firstborn in the Bible, it's really not a reference to age. David, you might be this might be interesting to you. David, although he was the youngest son of Jesse, was called the firstborn. Jesus, even though he was the oldest child, was called the firstborn in the book of Colossians in chapter one. So firstborn doesn't refer to chronology of age. Firstborn refers to rank, privilege, and authority. And so the Bible says, Ephraim is my firstborn. In other words, God says, I had a purpose for my people, both the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, the whole kingdom together. Ephraim is my firstborn. Now look at verse number 10. Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles, the islands afar off, and say, he that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd doth his flock. Now what a statement. So hear what the Lord said. He that scattered the people will gather them. So God in this verse is both the scatterer of the sheep and the gatherer of the sheep. So 
why would God scatter his people? Well, we know that answer. We've been talking about that for 30 chapters. God scattered his people, not because that was his choice necessarily, but because God's people would not listen. And it was in the scattering that they learned through experience and through captivity what they should have learned through the word of God and the warnings of God's prophets. And and that's often the way God works even today. What is God's primary way by which you and I ought to make changes in our life? We ought to make adjustments in our life. The primary means that God wants to use in our life is his word. That's why it's imperative that we read the word of God. We study the word of God, that we listen to everyday truth podcasts. Why? Because as we imbibe the word of God, as we drink in the word of God, it does a work in our life. It helps us to understand what God wants and where God wants and how we should live and where we should walk and what we shouldn't do and how to be careful and all of it, priorities. So as we learn the word of God, we make the necessary adjustments in our own lives. But when we reject the word of God, either by listening and not obeying or by saying, I'm not even listening. I'm not going to even go to church. I'm not going to even read my Bible. I don't even want to know. And we think, I think unwisely that somehow if we put our head in the sand and just pretend that God's word's not there, that then we're not responsible. But that's not true. And so what does God do? God uses circumstances, unpalatable things in our life to teach us the lessons in a more painful way. Sometimes it takes much longer to learn that way. But inevitably, God is teaching us those same lessons. So who did the scattering? God did. And in the scattering of the flock, by allowing God's people to be taken into captivity to Babylon, but not just Babylon, the diaspora, God's people have been scattered all over the world. That's what he predicted in Deuteronomy chapter 28. I'm going to scatter you all over the world. So in that scattering, God has taught us people that it's not wise and it's not helpful and it's not comfortable for you to choose your own way, but rather it's wise and comfortable and safe and right for you to be gathered together as my flock. So God said, I'm going to scatter you, but I'm going to regather you, having taught you this lesson. Now, what's very interesting is the scattering of God's people was both a chastisement and a blessing. You say, well, how was it a blessing? We can see how it was a chastisement, but how is it a blessing? Because historically, it's through the chastisement of God's people in scattering that God has preserved his people. So Israel has not been in one place as a nation for the last 2,000 years since the Roman defeat of Jerusalem in 70 AD. There's been no temple. Uh, There's been no temple worship. There's been no nation per se. They've been scattered throughout the whole world. But because of that scattering and the fact that they retained their identity by being people of the book, the Torah, and by being people of the synagogue, that's their meeting place. And by being people that practice the kosher laws and the kosher eating habits. And because there's been a worldwide, almost satanic anti-Semitism against God's people, all of these factors have kept, have helped the people of God to retain identity over these many years. You think about that. Uh, The Edomites didn't retain their identity 
or the Ammonites, or the Moabites, or the Philistines, or the Canaanites, or the Perizzites, or the Jebusites, or the Gibeonites, or any, any of the other ites. No, isn't it interesting that of all the little nations that lived in that, that era, none of them retained identity. But somehow, some way, God has preserved his people. And his people can come back and regather because they know who they are. So God is the scatterer and God is the regatherer here in this passage. He's the shepherd. And he's often referred to as the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, David said. Look at verse number 11. For the Lord, now how does God gather his people? How does he keep them or guard them? Look at verse number 11. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. So how did God bring his people back? Through his strong arm. See, he is the redeemer. He is the ransomer. He paid the purchase price. He bought his people out of the slave market of sin. When they could do nothing for themselves, he was the one that did everything for them. He paid ransom's price. He secured the means of redemption. That's why we often call the story of the Bible the story of God's redemptive narrative, redemption, redemption to, to, to purchase out of the slave market of sin. Jesus is our redeemer in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins uh, by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You have, you have not been redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So in that metaphor, a God is the shepherd who pays the ransom price, but he's also the sheep that offered himself as the, the substitute for us so that through his blood we can have atonement. I mean, we could go on and on and on. It's all throughout these passages, is it not? The point is we could not save ourselves. The point is we were not strong enough to redeem ourselves. We couldn't break out of the prison. We couldn't overcome the Babylon of our captivity. Uh, Nor could you and I overcome the Babylon of our sin and the Babylon of our sinful habits and the Babylon of our sinful nation, uh, sinful nature. But God, God was stronger than all of that. He has redeemed us and he has ransomed us unto himself. That's the great teaching here in verses 10 and 11. The Lord hath redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. Can I say this? Satan is stronger than you. Sin is stronger than you. Sin's grip is stronger than you can get out of. Only by God and his redemption and the freedom that he offers can we have hope for victory and rest and freedom and personhood and to be in the flock again. We are his sheep. We we are the sheep of his pasture. Why? Because he is stronger than the enemy. That's a great, great great truth for us to to consider today. In fact, I'm going to stop there because I want to chew on that myself. Think about the goodness of God. He is your shepherd. He is the chief shepherd, Jesus. He is the shepherd and bishop of your soul. And what a great thing for you to meditate upon even today. We're going to jump into verse number 12 next episode. Hope you'll join us for that. Until then, God bless you. 
Hope you have a great day today. See you later, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.